Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. Are you kidding me? Unreal! While our HBCUs are mostly known for academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it? Yes, he does! Alright, y'all. Greetings and salutations. Another episode of Fangs up here. And I'm always excited. I- I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Like that that's like saying I woke up this morning, I wanted some 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 water, some tea, something like that. Like some things you ain't gotta say. I- I'm high energy all the time. But on today, what we're gonna talk about, uh, here come the techies. Okay, not really. We're gonna talk about this Alabama State matchup, but her went to Alabama State, so. Uh, it's the only time we, we ever kind of almost disagree about something. Uh, and I ain't gonna say it like that, but we not the basketball. I don't even argue with him. He, he got that. Um, but and band, you know, I'm always gonna say March 100 best band ever. I'm biased, I really am. But before we get too far into that, mention to her big shout out to Black Techies. Check him out. Also, check out Herb's band podcast he's got going on. Man, Herb's doing a lot, man. I don't, I don't know where he find the time to do it. Um, I really don't. Also, shout out HBC Digital Network. This is home. So, man, uh, as we jump in there, now I, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I'm, I'm having a little bit of fun on social media right now because I am standing on my FAMU by 20 thing for the OBC. I'm not gonna move off that. I, I believe it. I really do. I just, I've already stated why. So, I really believe it. Uh, in the words of what is it? It's a Cameron, really a diplomat song. I really mean it. <laughs> now, for this game here, though, I ain't a lot of y'all, man. Um, this was one of the games I kind of had to go back and look and, like, what happened? Like, last year was a problem. I mean, I, I could say it in a different way, but I'd be lying to you. Like, it really was one of those games where you walked out of there kind of feeling like, well, what happened? Like, I ain't going to say walk out because I didn't go to Montgomery. But this is the best game on the schedule. I'm just going to say it like this. If you are wanting to get your season tickets, this is the reason you get it. This and homecoming. These are the two games where it's like, yep, this is what I'm paying for. Because I'll just be honest with you, Alabama State brings a pretty good crowd. I mean, even before we were in the SWAT, this is the closest HBCU to us that's like of a significant size and especially in the conference. So don't be surprised if the Alabama State fans bring a decent bit of crowd. I remember when I was in college, we played Alabama State for a home game. I think that was the first time we had played them in a mighty long time. And walked up to Bragg like, yo, what's up with all this black and gold? And it was like, we're right over the border. And then a few years later, I went up to Montgomery. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Y'all are right there. Like, so this is going to be a fun game. And it's a fun rivalry. I'm going to tell you this. Alabama State is one of, the t- one of the teams I will tell you, they are a regional rival. But it's not nasty. Like, it's not like we don't like them type thing. It's really like you're playing your cousins. Like, those, just, those are country cousins from Alabama. See, they country cousins in Florida. I mean, you know, like. And I'm not saying the country cousins thing is a funny thing. I'm saying I'm country as well. But they're just 
It's like playing your play cousins. Like, okay, you you gonna line up? Let's play. Let's have some fun. Game over, and it's like a family reunion. A lot of times, you got cousins or friends of friends who know somebody that went to Alabama State. So it, they're our closest SWAT competitor, and you know, pretty much. I mean, Cookman, yeah. But as far as like somebody that's gonna routinely travel, especially for football. Alabama State's probably like one of your better ones. So I I'm definitely, for one, this is the game that I'm definitely looking forward to. Now, if I'm going position by position, um, I didn't overly do it for this one, partially because I ain't gonna lie, I kind of was busy, but also it was kind of looking like I, I really can't even start with the Alabama State quarterback. Like it's not really a conversation because we, we kind of jokingly said Alabama State was a quarterback last year away at times. Not the way Southern was. Southern was truly a quarterback away from really doing some damage. This is a game where, honestly, last year, when you go back and you look at that game, man, damn, you did everything they could to lose and got lucky to win. It was, you know, if not for Bowler blocking a kick and doing what he does, that's a, that's a, that's one of those games where you kind of walk out of there rubbing and scratching your head. And, I mean, I ain't going to say what Scotty might say, but – I will. We almost willied it up. So, uh, it's, it just, and it really wasn't on Willie. It was just one of those things where just nothing went right. Now, for anybody watching Alabama State, the question is going to be about their offense. Can they score? Their offense ain't prolific. They average 18 points per game. But it, it's kind of what you expect when you look at their coach. They have a defensive coach, a coach that played on the defensive side of the ball, like joke what you will about him being, you know, real estate agent, all this other stuff. The man coached some defense. Like his defenses were solid. I mean, all season long, they were stingy. They gave up no more than 26 points to an FCS opponent. And that was the that was the Jackson State. And if you don't remember, that game was actually kind of close. Like that, that was one of those games where you go back and you watch a lot of those Alabama State games, and they're one or two plays away. And you just look at like Man, they got another stop or another this or that here. They might have won that game. And so, um, mm, all right, had cinnamon roll. I got cinnamon roll, you know. I I, I could play it off. I'd be honest uh, But, yeah, that was, was kind of the thing, actually. Like, the question for Alabama State as an offense, can they score? Because they averaged 111 rushing yards per game, 195 last year per game that you know I mean unless you're playing some really good ball control that's not going to get it done a lot of days i mean again if you can control the ball it's going to work but that's going to be the question because 18 points ain't enough they had they went six and five last year and, and this is a first year coach so you're kind of hoping that they do i mean in this case i don't care <laughs> i don't want them to do well but if you're an alabama state fan you're wanting for them to do better and they're going against a FAMU team that's really stacked. I mean, if we were to sit up here and do the position by position thing, it's going to be FAMU most positions. It really is. I, I mean, I would, I might lean with them special teams after looking at last year's stuff. Maybe even wide receiver because they did bring in a transfer kind of late. They lost some guys though. Like transfer portal was not kind to them. That that's going to be the common thing that you say about a lot of the teams in the SWAC. And if you kind of are paying attention, Valley's making a late push. I mean, it could just be because it's late in the recruiting cycle and 
late going into the football season. But Valley's making a push and signing some pretty solid players. But what, what you're really noticing when it comes to – and I, I got somebody even twitched, man. I appreciate it. Um, is that can Alabama State score? And that's going to be the question this year going against FAMU because FAMU, they're averaging 20-plus points a game. I mean, just go by and look at it. I mean, I mean, the Jackson State game draws you down. But if you take that game out, the score, the, the points per game actually inflate pretty well. Granted, you can't do that. But in this case, that's going to be the question. Because, again, I pointed at last year. Last year was an abject disaster. I mean, we had missed field goals, missed two-point conversions, 0 for 3 on fourth down. Musa has three picks. Like we had, I think we went 0 for 3 on the field goals as well. So you're talking about right there. Those three field goals alone, that's nine points. Just saying, three picks, and you still won the game late by the hair on your chinny chin chin. And so for me, like this is going to be one of those games where it's really going to come down to one, the crowd. Like this is going to be the one, the crowd needs to be there. And honestly, this is the game you want to go to. Like I'm just saying, last year I told y'all Southern was the one that you were going to want to go to, and it was a good show. I mean, we didn't get the band, but still, that was probably your best home game. I mean, I mean, homecoming was, was lit, but as far as a, something you could get into and you could actually watch and enjoy, this was that was it. This is it. If you want a game where you're going to come in, you're going to get some good competition, and you're probably going to get a really good halftime show because one thing that we probably don't say enough, Alabama State brings their band. Now, whether you want to hear the Marching Hornets or not, that's your business. But they bring the band, and they don't, like, back down. Like, they'll sit up there in the stands, and they play. I mean, it's it's respectful. You know, they're not disrespectful with us. They haven't been, at least. But you, you're going to definitely get your HBO, HBCU showcase where you get two quality football teams, you get a regional rivalry, and you get two bands. And if you don't remember, the 100 went up there last year. Y'all know how often the 100 travels. Like, I mean, granted, it's a bus trip there, there and back, so it's not quite as bad as far as hotel accommodations and whatnot. But we can easily see this is, if I'm a fan on the outside looking out, on the outside looking in, this is the game I go to. This is the game that I'm going to sit up here and say, hey, man, um, I want to go to that one. Because of not just again the pop and circumstance, but you're gonna have a level of competition that's worth watching. Like it just sometimes it just comes down to the fact that you got two good teams playing each other that you genuinely want to see. And I don't think you're gonna get that all season long. I think they're gonna be some of these home games are gonna be snoozers. Again, I, the West Florida game that to me screams <laughs> that old fashioned uh, youth football game where you sell to count the tickets. Just to try to fill up stadium, uh, Lincoln, same thing. But this is the game that you're probably going to want to put number one on your list. I mean, just looking at the rest of the schedule, like after two more home games, one of them's a snoozer, the other one's homecoming. I mean, it, it's just um, – and the problem with homecoming is it's homecoming. I, I mean, you know what the hotel price is going to be like. You already know. I mean, granted, Prairie View is a solid team, but at the same point, they are probably not bringing a band. 
and you can't blame them. It's, it's family's homecoming. You're going to fly your band from outside. You Take them to Houston on a bus, then fly them to Tallahassee. I wouldn't do it. So this is probably going to be your best game where you get the best HBCU experience. Now, in this game, I'm just going to call it. I got family winning it. I, I really do. I think Alabama State's solid, but I don't think Musa makes some of the mistakes he made last year. Question number one is the, you got to protect the ball. I mean, say what you want to. Again, I, I've said this about their coach before. And look, Coach Robinson, he's a defensive mind. You can see. And if he can, if he can get a quarterback, God forbid, especially if you get a quarterback and an offensive coordinator that like work well together. And that's not me speaking ill of his offensive coordinator. That's me saying if he can find two individuals that work well together, it's gonna be something because he's already he already has a defense. He already has a defensive tradition. He's got a defensive background. And okay, one year doesn't create a tradition, but it does create a standard. And what he's now created is a standard. And his standard is his standard. He's got a top player. And he's got arguably one of the best stadiums in the conference. I would say top two or three as far as facilities wise. So all of a sudden you got good facilities. If you can get keep the uh, the buy in from the fan base and the support. All of a sudden it's going to get better. And we, we kind of we see what's going on around the conference. I mean, we see that. Now that the elephant has left the room. Things have changed in recruiting. So certain schools aren't going to be able to get some of the guys they were getting. I, I, that's just me speculating and saying that out there. But we've already seen the change. That's not me being a jerk or whatever. That's just me calling a spade a spade. Some schools ain't getting the talent they was getting. If you look at FAMU, I, look, ours got better. I mean, just look at what we've been getting and what we were getting before. We were consistently getting Division One transfers. We just weren't getting them in mass like this and in numbers. And that, that's going to be something that hopefully we can work on getting better. But at the same point, it kind of is what it is with that, man. Um, so, But on this one, and I'm, I'm late because I'm putting in my food line, my food number right now. Um, but this score, I still, I, I'm not going to lie. Um, last year, I was trusted in Dooley a little too much. I think this is this is a sleeper team in the SWAT. I don't think a lot of folks are kind of giving Alabama State some of the credit that they might be able to be due. I ain't gonna say they're they they are a South Carolina State West, but they got that potential as far as ability to be able to create homegrown use homegrown talent to create a problem, if if that's to be said a fair way. Because we all know South Carolina State recruits really well in the state of South Carolina. They just got a kicker out of Orlando from Jones High School. But normally, they develop really well. I think Alabama State can do the same thing. And I think when you give this guy a defense and his already ability that he's shown with defense, again, you have a defense that's gave up no more than 26 points all season, like to FCS opponents. Now, we're talking about when they play UCLA, that's different. But that and that was a loss to Jackson State, which was a fairly close game. And he barely gets out of there. Again, I think this is going to be a slower game. And he's going to have to 
be a little more careful as far as slinging the rock. And no, you don't have the one receiver to just focus on. But what you're going to get out of this is that you have to make sure that you are taking care of the ball. If you're not protecting the ball, you're not going to win. And that's just how I feel about it. But it's obviously what we almost saw here. Fam, you almost lost that game. I'm going to say, though, in this one, I think fam, you hits 28. So I'm going to go 28 and because I just can't trust the Alabama State offense. I, if, if, I, if, if I could trust them more, I would. But I'm going 28-10 because I'm not sure what kind of offense they're going to put on the field. I think they're, they're Easter family. Part of the reason I made the, the comparison to South Carolina State was we saw what Davis was for them. Uh, that, that, you know, that tall receiver they had, I mean, he was when he was hitting, he was hitting. When he was off, he was off. But when he he was a home run hitter, and I think Alabama State's got a receiver that can be that and that can do that. And it's just on FAMU to be able to slow him down. I think FAMU's secondary can. But don't be surprised if Alabama State drops eight wins this year. Like quietly, they could be second place in the division. I'm just saying, like, don't don't be surprised. I think between them and Jackson State is second and third. And I'm just saying that could be an upset there as well. But I, again, um, I still think JSU have a solid season. But just saying, I got 28-10. Now the breakfast spot, I ain't a lie. Y'all gonna notice the first couple spots I hit are gonna be places we don't have here in Central Florida. It's Bowtown. I'm sorry. Saturday, Saturday morning, I'm going to Bojangles. I'm gonna get a spicy chicken biscuit and some cheer wine. Like, I'm just saying, they got cheer wine on tap. Don't play with me. When I get there, you know what time of day it is. I, I need my Bojangles. I need my cheer wine. You get the spicy sandwich. We have Bojangles down here, but they're trash. Like, I'm just saying. Almost all of them trash down here. They, they don't even serve real chicken. It's like the chicken tender stuff. No. I'm going to Bojangles in Tallahassee for my breakfast. For dinner, though. For dinner, I ain't gonna lie. Um, I'm gonna try to catch this before some of y'all get there for homecoming, and I might hit Food Glory's food. Up. That's like one of the like local spots. You kind of got to know about it, but the food snacks, like their desserts too. Like I ain't gonna lie, I might just go in there for the desserts because it ain't cheap. But man, their cakes and pies, like their cakes and stuff, fire. Like yeah, Food Glory's food over there near Midtown, um, solid. I'm not even gonna lie to you, like. If you got a chance to go hit them up, totally unpaid, hit them up. That's my dinner spot that I'm going to. And I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm probably going to get something over by campus and then on the way to the house. The food glorious food is open. Hit, hit, hit some dessert and then keep it going to the house and wake up in the morning and hit the road. Now, the other elephant in the room, so I'm a basketball coach. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I waited to the end of the show to say it. We still don't have a basketball coach, no kind of smoke signals, no peace pipe, no nothing. Well, I'm a basketball coach. It's been two weeks. I was joking too. I ain't gonna lie. ONG strikes on. I was kind of joking. Like Kelvin, like he's being he's being sarcastic. I was being sarcastic because Tiffany John Sykes is not part of that uh old guard. But um, yeah, can, can we not take three months to hire a basketball coach? 
because yeah that's embarrassing um and i understand i do i like it's not lost upon me that i have realistic expectations of my athletic director i said um i feel some of us aren't realistic in our expectations but again it is what it is i like i know we got a strike tour going on and i expect the lady to put together a 20 city strike tour and she's been there six months but i don't know that, that's that's you but for me, I'm like, it's your it's your first year. You'll figure it out. Um I, I you know, and we ain't gonna fire nobody. All that's gonna do is have us back in litigation and stuff like that. We kind of see what happens when we fire people for no cause. Like it's happened a lot. Anyways, I'm gonna get off that. But yeah, like this needs to happen in the next couple of weeks. Like the students are on campus practicing. Like go check the social medias. One good thing about Instagram, especially with Instagram and FAMU, they post a lot. And you you get a real good view of what's going on and what's taking place. And one of the things you're gonna notice, our student athletes are on campus without with or without a coach practice. And that is a good and a bad thing because that shows they're hungry and they want it. It's also a bad thing because what bad habits and good habits are they picking up? You're not there to monitor it. And now when you come in as a coach, and you have to correct some stuff. So uh, hopefully, hopefully we get a coach within a week, next week or two. I don't have any uh, news or insight. I did have somebody reach out to me and I had to tell them the God honest truth. I'm, I don't know anything. Um, if I, some things, if I do know, I'll tell you. Other things, if I don't know, I'll tell you and I can't tell you. But this is one of those things when it comes to FAMU and our basketball coach. I don't know. And I really don't know what to tell you. I, I, I know what I don't want. I will say what I don't want since, you know, we, we running short on this one. Alabama State was an easy one to do. It wasn't like, you know, the first the West Florida game. Like, nah, we, we know what Alabama State is. We know what their problems are. We know what we're going to get. Um, we don't want an interim coach. I'll tell you that. Let me not say we. Let me not say we. We speaks for people other than me. I don't want an interim coach. I don't want an interim coach unless it's understood that, in contract writing that this person is going to be the interim this first season with the understanding they're just going to become a full-time coach and they're just letting this interim tag wear on so that they don't get some type of messed up contract like if you're going to do that whatever i still think it's stupid but i don't really want an interim coach i want a full-time coach i know it's late in the game i know it's late in the season coaches have recruited their players and some of the problems may be for those coaches. What happens to those players that they brought to that program that they're at? Um, th this is honestly a perfect way for you to get a coach who's not at a program. This is really probably why you do bring in a coach who is not at a university or a college right now that may be able to just come in and start anew. I, I think you know we all know the, who the local favorite is. And I'm with y'all on that. Uh, I definitely feel like that's my local favorite. Yeah, I know who my favorite is, but I do understand that that coach is like, nope, I'm good. I get it. Uh, but at the same point, some of the things that this program you have to sell, you got to sell Florida. I mean, you got to sell proximity. You got to sell tax tax benefits, and you got to sell facilities. I mean, you got to sell the fact that Lawson Center is one of the best arenas in in the conference, top top five, easily. You also got to sell, there's no state income tax in the state of Florida. You got to sell that. That's something that you got to sell to a basketball coach. You got to sell a favorable contract. 
you got to tell them, hey, normally you get three years, you're getting four. Maybe five. Like You got to sell them on some type of contractual negotiation to where they understand that this is going to benefit them and their family and it's going to be worth the time to move because I'm just going to be real with you. If it was me at midseason, hey, you want to, you know, middle of the year like this, late in the year, you want to come take over this program as a perennial, you know, hadn't been a winning program in a while. I, I had to scratch my head too. Tell my wife we're moving and, you know, up with the kids and everything else. And if it don't work out in two years, I, we might be back looking for a job. That's a tough sell for an established coach. And it's a, you know, I mean, it's an easier sell for an assistant that's looking to move up. I definitely think that's probably the easiest way that you get a coach, either an assistant or a high school coach, especially, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of high school coaches in the state of Florida make pretty much what teachers make. You can almost double, maybe triple that salary. That's a, that. Those are numbers. Like that's to me, that's probably where you're. That's part of why we oftentimes say, you know, Cromartie's probably the best choice. Local, understand his program. Coaches, coach AD's been at a lot of our events. Also, it's going to be a significant pay raise. I mean, it's just a lot of those things that you start to look at. You start to realize that benefit the move for hiring that kind of coach uh, while you attract them. So, um, but yeah, we still have a bowling coach either. So that's kind of concerning. Like for those who are more critical, that's where I'm more critical. That those are my places of, hey, it's been, you know, basketball coach, it's been two weeks. I get it. But with the bowling coach, it's been almost two months. Um, you know, and I know bowling is not a revenue-producing sport and all those things, but I do also understand that, you know, these, these, these young ladies are coming back. And one of the things for these young ladies, they've committed to the program. I mean, I remember the spring game, they're like, no, we're all coming back. Like, the whole team, like, yo, we, we're excited to be back. Even though the coach is leaving, we're excited to come back. Give them something to be excited for and something to work for. Because, you know, otherwise – I mean, they may be with their private coaches doing their things and, you know, getting some time in the bowling alley is, you know, it is what it is. But at the same point, they should have a coach by now, in my opinion, especially a fiscal year started 16 days ago. I understand some of this and um, some of this is money, sa money saving. I, I get that. You know, if, if you're not on campus, why am I paying you in July when I can wait a few more days and I can save a couple thousand dollars? I mean, granted, yeah, is it nickel and diamond? You darn stupid. But is that, is that, yeah, it's reality. Like you gotta be smart with your money. Like, hmm, kids ain't gonna start till August. No way. So I'll be honest. I, I feel like we might get a basketball bowling coach. August 1st. You know, if I'm being like August, September 1st, maybe, hopefully before September. But at the same point, you got to you got to do something with that there. So um, but yeah, man. So the upcoming game uh, that we talked about was the Alabama State game. And with the Alabama State game, again, the biggest problem is their offense. What is their offense going to look like against FAMU's defense? And then what is FAMU's offense going to do against their defense? And I think FAMU's defense is going to 
keep them down, but I feel like Alabama State is going to slow it down. Like they're going to slow the pace of the game because one thing you can't do when you don't have the ball, you can't really hurt me. I mean, unless I unless I have a turnover and make a mistake, you can't really hurt me. You can't really do much. So it's going to be interesting to see where that goes in that game. Definitely looking forward to being at that one. And to me, this is the game that you go to as a fan. This is not the one. Don't wait till homecoming. Don't wait until the classic. This is the game. I, again, if you got three games, three family games you're going to this year. OPC, Florida Classic, Alabama State. Those are my three. Homecoming is homecoming. It's always going to be. But homecoming for me is it's everything else. It's not. There is no focus on it. It's halftime. The hundred's gonna take their time and everybody leaves. Like it's not the focus ain't gonna be on the game. This will be the one where the focus is gonna be on the game, the focus is gonna be on the stands. You're gonna get that all around good football experience. This is the one you bring your recruits to. This is the one you bring your friends to. If I'm the university, this is this is the weekend, not homecoming where I'm really pushing, hey, let's bring in some of those scholars. Let's bring in some of those kids for the Alabama State game because it's going to be the atmosphere. It's going to be a vibe, and it's going to be that same, not same, but that similar vibe we got from Southern a few years ago, not last year, where they got their band, we got our band. We got our fans, they got their fans. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of excitement. So um, a lot of fun going on here. Um, Before we get out of here, though, Definitely, y'all already know. Check out Results Only Fitness. We opened up, y'all. If y'all ain't checking them out, go check them out. Don't get the new flyer up here for them. Also, you got the helmets and heels, ladies. Come on. Don't show up for that. $75 for two days. Got about a week. Got about a week. Get it straight. Get it in there. Also, you're going to have the Tampa Alumni Association. They have the hotel special that they are running. Look, call, call the number right there, though. Check them out. Make sure if you are going to that game at USF, I hope you be there. We also have a ticket special going on as well. And as always, first sponsor, Cable Buster TV. Who are you going to call? CableBustersTV.com, 813-360-1902. Look, y'all, um, dude, I'm not going to hold you too long. I ain't got to. So, um. We are going to be back on Thursday. I'm sorry. Thursday. And we're going to talk about the Mississippi Valley State game and probably talk about this coaching search a little bit, you know, because I ain't going to lie. It's Valley. But the game against Valley is sneaky. That's one of those games you have to be careful for. You got to watch out for. And in the future, that's going to be an interesting matchup, especially what year? The year we get Alcorn. The Valley and Jackson, the Valley game is going to be huge because all of a sudden, in one of those years, you're going to Mississippi twice. That could be interesting. And it could be. I mean, I can't be both. I'm wondering which, how is that going to work? Because especially if you're not familiar, Lorman is further south, but they're all on the Delta. And there's really no place to stay really other than Jackson a lot of times. So in one of those years, you could end up staying in Jackson twice, which would be very interesting. We kind of saw Cookman do that, I believe, was it last year, where they ended up pretty much being in Jackson. But that that had extenuating circumstances. 
but that's gonna be interesting travel wise because that's normally a flight. I mean, it's a six hour drive to Jackson, but that ride to Itabina is eight hours. I can I can promise you. I can promise you. Nobody wants to make that drive <laughs> respectfully. And I'm not saying that as a backhanded comment. I've made the drive to Itabina twice. I think three times actually. Yeah, it's a ride. It's a ride. And the 49 is long. So, but beautiful people, beautiful area. Um, we're gonna talk about that matchup, man. Kind of look at some of these new guys because if you're not paying attention to Valley, man, Valley might sneak up and get two wins on you, maybe three. And part of it is because the transfer portal is being real sweet with Delta right now. So check that out. Keep an eye on them on social media because they're good about that. I, I will give them credit. They are pretty solid at that. All right, y'all. Um, we're about to head out of here, though. Again, big shout-out to HBCU Digital Network. This is home. Check out Herb Seward and the Black Technique. Hopefully we get some of this footage. You went to a uh, recruiting event or not even recruiting, a football camp yesterday. It was straight. It was straight. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But football season is coming, y'all. Get your coins together. Get ready. Um, but, again, big shout-out to HBCU Digital Network. This is home. Check out Herb Seward and the Black Techies. And as always, thanks up. Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. While our HBCUs are mostly known for an academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it? Yes!